for listening to Two Girls, One Plant. We're your hosts, Madison and Jillian, and this week we're talking about the genus Monstera. Dun, 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 dun. Monstera. <laughs> it's Hi. great. It's a really mystical <laughs> genus. I'm super oh. excited. Yes, we're back with another installment of the genus series, and this week we're talking Monstera. I'm so excited to talk about this. There's so (laughs) many like weird ideas surrounding monsteras and weird marketing tactics and all kinds of odd things going on with this genus. So we really wanted to like break it down, lay it all out. Yeah. Give you guys all the facts. Yep. It's going to be similar, like how we broke it down in the, if you listen to our genus philodendron episode, it's going to be similar. So we'll talk about like the science of it characteristics care tips and like Jillian said all the weird marketing tactics people do when it comes to monster plants because it's like kind of out there but we'll talk more about that later but for a second let's catch up because we did not post an episode last week so you and I haven't had a chance to like really talk and catch up I know you're working how's O'Toole's going <laughs> it's good. I'm working like crazy hours. It's Mother's yeah, Day weekend. So everybody can Day. finally get to gardening. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all of you out there who are moms, even plant moms. Shout out um, to plant moms. <laughs> it's been really great, honestly. I've learned like so much about annuals cool. and perennials that I didn't really know before because yeah. I love houseplants so much. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. been cool any, to learn. Any new plants you've brought home? <laughs> okay so i've only got one plant home so far oh wow way to you way to go Um, you that's amazing and that's mostly because we haven't gotten any new houseplant shipments in Mm. but i got a philodendron black cardinal from work which is really cute what i know it'd been there for like weeks nobody wanted it nobody really like recognized what it was and i was like all right i'm i'm just gonna take this home it's got like three growth points it's like really big you got a black i want a black cardinal so bad ah i'm jealous how fun but it's like like so hard to like not bring stuff home every day though honestly it is we have so many beautiful plants but i haven't like wrapped my mind around annuals yet like i don't i can't I, i don't know how you like buy something and then it just dies at the end of the season and i just like compost it like i'm just not there yet so I am that same mindset as you. That's so funny you say that because like, okay, because like a long time ago, somebody explained that concept to me of annuals versus perennials. And I was like, so it comes back annually. That's why they're called annuals. And they're like, no, it dies. Like you only get it once a year. And I'm like, what? I want that. (laughs) But I get it. I get it. Because a lot of people like to change and a lot of people use plants for just decor during the season well yeah the annuals are beautiful like the colors are stunning like okay this is gonna be really silly but if you play animal crossing (laughs) all of the flowers are like really really accurate so we have like pansies and cosmos and Mm -hmm. lilies and all kinds of really beautiful plants and that just have so much color for the season oh i I mean i totally get it we should do an Animal Crossing themed flower garden. <gasps> that would be so cute. Oh dibs, God. dibs on idea. Dibs on idea. All right, all right. So, dibs, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, that's like a phenomenal idea. That is 
Oh, we're yeah. doing it. We'll get everything from your work. That would be so sick. Ugh, that would be awesome. I do get That'd a discount. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's do it. That's so awesome. Oh, How are you doing? Good. I know you just had a big move. You're yep. working. How's it going? It's good. Just moved in. Um, oh, God. You guys moving <laughs> over a hundred houseplants fucking sucks <laughs> like it's not it's, it's so yeah. stressful but thank god I had help Grace from the Gardener Grace came to help me and she came in hella clutch oh, she came prepared amazing. she was like we're doing it this way I got you and she helped me move everything helped me unpack everything like oh. And it's not like we went far, but the fact that she just, like, took the time out of her day, because, like, her day, she had to move, too. She had house yeah, she had right. to move. Yeah, that's right. She did just move recently. So that same day, she moved uh, wow. her stuff. So I was just, like, she could have easily, like, been like, hey, you know what? This just came up. I have to move. Sorry, I can't help. And I would have been totally understanding. But the fact that she was, like... No, when it comes to houseplants, I'm committed. <laughs> well, honestly, like, she packs her houseplants so well. Like, she yeah. covers them in, like, nice soft filling and keeps yeah. them, like, cushioned. Like, they yeah. always survive. It's awesome. So yeah. it's such a relief to have her, like, look after your plants mm-hmm. and carefully, like, pack them up, especially yeah. with how many you have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've only lost one. I lost my like six foot long marble queen pothos um yeah that did not survive the move but also because we had it on the floor and we had our Roomba going in the new apartment (gasps) to help with like all the dirt and we hear this awful noise in the other room oh no and it sucked up (laughs) wow entire strain Oh my god, <laughs> that's so sad. It's so traumatizing, and I've had that plant for so long, and it just like I was like, well, I guess it's time to get another Marble Queen Pothos. So Roomba one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson not to leave my plants on the floor when there's a Roomba going. Uh, but that was it. So yeah, every and we're just you know still unpacking and decorating and hoping for the best and. Yeah, that's really it. Oh, and I've gotten a philodendron birkin. I've gotten two this Ooh, week. Ooh, two. Help me. You guys help me. Help me, Jillian. <laughs> help me. Do they already have like white stripes and everything? Yeah, here I have one. Aww. I have one right here. I'll show you real quick what looks. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, they had th- this one's from NYX. And then at work yesterday, we got another shipment of the Costa Farms ones. So. Obviously, I had to buy one. I mean, you've got to <laughs> at least compare the two, if anything. Yeah, science experiment. So, <laughs> yeah. Got to do your I, part. Yeah, that's all I've really gotten, though. I've been good-ish, so we'll see. More room <laughs> for plants, though. <laughs> right? Plenty of room. And I'm so glad we finally found time to record and yes. we can get back into the rhythm of the season. Yep, let's do this. Let's talk Monstera. Um, do you let's do you have month you have Monsteras? Yeah, I do now. I have like I'm up to like four. What kind do you have? I have some Deliciosa cuttings, an Adansonii, a Siltipacana, a Standaliana, a Peru. That's five. That's five. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. 
Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Monstera. I think I'm I think Monstera, in my opinion, is better than Philodendron because they're Ooh. not as diva-y, in my opinion. I feel like Monstera can take a little bit more abuse That's than some true. than some Philodendron. There's some Philodendron yeah. though that are like hardcore like plants of steel but it's not like continuous through the genus i feel like monstera is very like continuous like through the genus of just being like rock hard cool like easily neglected plants <laughs> yeah i always saw them like growing up all over the place like deliciosa that yeah. you just could not kill or get rid of totally yeah well yeah especially like in that area of florida like they're used so much in landscaping mm-hmm. which is really yep. cool yeah, yeah, they can take it. Monstera. So let's talk about a little more science with it and how the genus is kind of broken down in the kingdom of things. So remember, obviously it's in the plant kingdom and in the order, it's the same as philodendron because it's a flowering plant. So that's called the mm. Alice Metallis. Nice. Um, which is, again, mostly tropical or like aquatic plants and it's plants that flower. And then the family, again, is a raceae. I think you yeah. said that last time. A raceae. Yeah, that's um, perfect. And that's the plant with spadexes. The best um, little family. Yes. And then <laughs> it has a subfamily. And this is where it kind of differentiates from philodendron. So this is monster odia, which is the flowering plant in a raceae. Um, and that can include all of your subfamilies that you've heard of. So like rapidifora, Scandapsis, epiprenums, those are all still in that subfamily of monster monster oidea. <laughs> and then it, we come to the genus Monstera. So again, kingdom order, family, subfamily, and then genus. Kind of cool, kind of just broken down. We talked again a lot about this in like more specifics in the last episode of the genus philodendron. So if you want to hear more about those certain like families and subfamilies and orders, you can go listen to that episode and talks a little bit more about it. Uh, but we won't get too, too in detail in it in this episode. But Yeah, um, the idea is its own unique genus. Like Monsteras right. are unique from philodendron and have their own unique characteristics. Yes. So they are mostly hemi epiphytes hemiepiphytic so philodendron mm-hmm. kind of had a range of epiphytic character um epiphytic species and hem- hemiepiphytic most monsteras actually plant roots into the soil and grow up into the trees and like change over the course of their maturity mm-hmm. yeah so, and again it's yeah. very and i think that's where a lot of the confusion lies it's very similar in how it grows to philodendron because it does it is hemiepiphytic so like it does grow up the trees and up the rocks and cliffs also grows down the trees um and like you said it changes over its lifespan yeah and we've seen that so like everybody that has adansonias and dubias that are growing up totem poles can see that the leaves get bigger Mm -hmm. the fenestrations or holes get you know more exaggerated and yep. deliciosas do the same. Like a juvenile deliciosa almost looks like a jade pothos. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it a non binding jade pothos. Yeah. And um, as it gets bigger, it gets those really beautiful splits and midrib holes and all yep. that good stuff that is more characteristic to it. Yep. And they have, again, they have aerial roots and the subterranean roots. Again, very similar to philodendron. I feel like 
the aerial roots in Monstera are a little bit more found, if that makes sense. Like, like I see beefier. <laughs> Beef, yeah, beefier, but also like I find more aerial roots in my monsteras than I do in my philodendrons. But that just might be in my household setting. That might be different in your household, but like in my household, my monsteras have more aerial roots than my philodendrons do. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure now that I'm thinking about it. I'm curious. I don't think yeah. many of them have air, too many aerial roots just because so many yeah. of mine are so juvenile and I buy such small plants. <laughs> <laughs> but like I know back in Florida, you could see like the roots all over the trees and they were like oh sturdy, hefty roots. Like you, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty tough stuff. Yeah. It's almost like they're welded into the side of things. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. it looks like it's just become like one with like the brick or like wood. Like, yeah. So yeah, cool. exactly. That'd be so, I wonder, like, in in Florida, like, so, like, my family is in Florida and you're from Florida, mm-hmm. but, like, it is a very common plant in landscaping, correct? Like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Deliciosa like, specifically. That's so interesting. Because, like, I, so I'm assuming in when you use it for landscaping, would it need to be, like, in a shady spot of, like, your yard? I mean, probably not necessarily shady, but, like, not yeah. direct sunlight all day either. Maybe, yeah. like, morning light or indirect light. I mean, yeah. they don't really need they, – they can get burned if they get too much direct light, and yeah. they just won't thrive if they don't get the right amount of light that they need, you know? So, totally. like, I know we have, like, big, huge trees in the neighborhoods, and they're usually growing underneath or on trees you know oh so, that makes sense they definitely get a lot of shade from canopies and all the houses in the area and stuff like that so yeah that makes all the spanish moss mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> oh that <laughs> i know it's <laughs> sorry so, so, it's it's nasty it's i know nasty. people buy it and it like doesn't have bugs when you buy it and that's like really cool but anybody that grows up in florida knows like you don't you do not go near it Spanish moss <laughs> no that's like a nightmare waiting to happen for you <laughs> you will like get stung or something <laughs> messing with that stuff um and then so since we talked a little bit about sun and light do you want to talk a little bit more about like care tips when it comes to that yeah sure I mean it goes the same in your home like you want to give it the right amount of light and then you also want to give it the right amount of water depending on how much light it's getting and how fast it's drying out Mm -hmm. so water when dry you know keep it really humid and I wouldn't let it dry out too much it's not like a cactus or a succulent either you know stick your finger in two inches or like up to your knuckle and if it's dry Mm -hmm. like give it a good water yep and I mean they're all over Florida so like when you think humidity, like think Florida, it they like it. Yeah. They like it pretty humid. Yeah, they do, yeah. and they yeah. they grow and they fenestrate more likely mm-hmm. when they are in humid environments. Um, yeah, and you're less likely to rip leaves and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, they're not as like papery almost. Mm-hmm. They're more waxy in a more humid environment. But I feel like for most monstera, like mine, barely get any light. And they grow pretty well. Like, I would say mine's more, like, medium in its light. And it just, like, always has at least four leaves growing. At least on my Deliciosa, uh, there's always at least four leaves growing at once on all, like, the growth. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, the leaves aren't, like, super fenestrated. Like, there will be, like, maybe 
two to five splits per leaf but like that's fine with me like as long as it's like healthy and it's growing that's what's important to me (laughs) well yeah as long as it's healthy and growing those leaves will definitely get bigger like you're gonna see more splits you're gonna start seeing like the midrib holes inside you know by the veining yeah it's beautiful I mean honestly a deliciosa is a really awesome house plant but like will also take over your house like they're huge they get really big mm-hmm. it's really cool if you can let it have the space to like do its thing it, it's oh, gonna yeah. get like really incredible oh yeah my sister again she lives in florida but <laughs> she has one and she we were facetiming today and she was showing me her deliciosa i'll send you a picture of it but it's she got it like less than six months ago and it was just like a little starter like you see what you buy Mm -hmm. and it has full fenestrations full holes down the center huge leaves about like a foot across like wow oh my god and she keeps it outside (sighs) underneath like kind of like on the patio shaded part yeah um oh my god that thing is so gorgeous Wow, but that's she needs awesome. To, she needs to cut the mature leaves off, like the tiny little ones that are at the base that are kind of <laughs> like flopped over. She needs to trim them. I keep telling her that. But. All the older ones. <laughs> yeah, all the moms like on the bottom, she needs to snip them. So, but, and that just helps with the growth, like that truly, right. Like, like as you get more fenestrations and if you like the fenestrations, like cut off the ones that are not fenestrated especially the smaller leaves on the bottom like cut them off because it's just gonna grow so much faster the more you cut them the more these things grow yeah you want it to like put its energy in the right place you know Mm -hmm. yeah and they're so easy to propagate they propagate so well i cut my dubaya because it went past the moss pole and I cut it and put it in water, did great, rooted, sent the cutting to a friend. And I was like, cool, I cut it. It's going to be a while before it grows another leaf. No, within two weeks, there were four new leaves. Oh, wow. And that's a shingle plant. And I was like, how does, because it only can oh. put out like one at a time. Right. But there were four leaves within two weeks. And I was like, and they're, they're bigger. <laughs> So I was like, well, I need to get a bigger moss pole if it's going to keep doing this. Yeah. Everybody's just getting a ton of Dubai cuttings. Hey, if you have to keep giving away Dubai cuttings, you just Girl, I'll, hit you up. I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up with it. But yeah, they are the like best a- little propagators. I mean, that's how I got my Amazing. sandaliana. It's a variegated sandaliana, which would normally be like super duper expensive. And I basically mm. got a nub from Green Lady Gardens and yeah it had one leaf and it died promptly and I stuck (laughs) the stem in some water and like I've got like four leaves on it now that's awesome the easiest little propagators when was she selling Stanleyana's during her rare plant sale whoa I didn't know that she had just like a a few weeks ago when she did one of her last like big purchase for rare imports and stuff oh what i must have missed that or they were i'm just not woke right now i don't know (laughs) it's a standaliana i'll show you a picture of it um but it's really pretty that's so cool yeah i'm sad i missed out on that that's okay (laughs) i'm so bummed though (laughs) Um, she'll have more and i can propagate it later (laughs) yeah please do fertilize normal with these too yeah uh, they react really well 
to fertilizer. If you're like, wow, my plant is not growing super fast fertilizer and like it will prop right up with tons of new <laughs> grow points. Like they love fertilizer. They love to be fertilizer. I fertilize mine every two weeks. And after I fertilize mine, it's like overwhelming, like how fast the growth is. That's awesome. Like Which one normal. do you use again? I, I can't remember the name of the brand, but it's kelp and, oh my gosh. What is it? Fish and kelp. Yeah. Fertilizer. Like a fish and seaweed like, mix. Fish and seaweed. Yeah. Um, it's that you just like dilute, but that stuff smells like fish. <laughs> But it's also amazing. But you use right. fish water. You, again, you have the yeah, liquid fish gold. tank water. <laughs> liquid gold. My little baby's so working amazing. so hard in there. <laughs> Creating all that fertilizer <laughs> for you. That's <laughs> so funny. Well, cool. So I think that's kind of it for care tips. Anything else you can think yeah. of? No, I think with that you can you can raise a monster, like <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Literally. And that's where they get their name. Like that's why it is called Monstera, because I forget the name of the botanist, but when he discovered them, he was like, Wow, this is a monster of a plant. <laughs> and thus named the genus Monstera. That's fun. Very like super simple basic. I'm so like, glad that response. that's actually the story though. Like <laughs> that is. I had yeah, to look it awesome. up and like uh I like cross check just to double check because I was like, mm, that seems a little too simple of why they named it that. But I checked a bunch of sites and like went to a bunch of really great credible sources and they were like, Yeah, yep. no, this is like <laughs> the reason why. And I was like, Yep, this dude thought it was a monster plan. <laughs> 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 Literally it. So there are about, let's talk about species a little bit, because there's a bunch yeah. of really cool species. We talked a little bit about some already. There's about 50 species. Um, I think right now there's 48 that are documented exactly. But what are your favorite types? Or what do you own? What are your wish lists? What's your, what's your favorite type of uh, species? Of there are... Honestly, so many, um, cause I named five, but I had, I didn't even realize I had that many at this point, but the Peru is really fun just because it has like the coolest texture to it. And my Adansonia just looks like a fake plant. Like I love seeing the holes on every new leaf and like, I know it's super overhyped, but I really appreciate, like, I really love that it has holes in it. It's like the coolest looking thing. So I'd probably say like one of the coolest wish listy kind of plants that like I enjoy following online but don't own and probably never will is the oblica. Oh yeah. Just because it looks unreal and watching auctions for oblicas is so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, these people are intense and rich. It's crazy. (laughs) And now people have variegated adansonias too. So those go for pretty crazy amounts. Those are incredible looking. Oh, yikes. I can't even imagine (laughs) the bid war on a variegated oblica. Oh my gosh. That should you imagine? (laughs) That just sounds like something that would come into my house and die within two days. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I couldn't Monstera. handle the pressure. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can, like, hang with Monstera. I know I was, like, talking about Monstera, really, like, sturdy plants. But I feel like I'd be so terrified to own an Oblica. Like, please, I do not want to have one because I would be so terrified to kill it. That's such a huge investment. I would need, like, an orb or something. 
Yeah, it makes me really nervous. There's a moder- an admin in one of the houseplant groups. I think her name is Rachel, but she has an oblique that she posts about oh, all the wow. time. Like, you've probably seen pictures of it. But it's wow. a pretty decent-sized oblique. She managed to get, like, three cuttings off of it. She had, like, two runners that she propagated. And um, it's, cr- like, it's crazy. I can't believe mm-hmm. how happy it is. I wish I knew like exactly what she was doing for it. Kaylee Ellen had an oblique and she had to put it in like a bio orb and give it yeah. like the most perfect conditions. It probably is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I like watching her journey with her oblique because when she got it, it was like, actually was fall. I was watching her video uh, and I fell asleep after like her first video, but it's, <laughs> when I woke up from my nap, like she was doing her house plant tour from like summer last year when she Aww. just got it. So it was like cool to like see the progression of like where it was. Cause I think I only had like two leaves like a year ago, but yeah, it's cool. it's, I had like, like a third now. one that died. It was like really sad. Yeah. Looking. Oh gosh. That would stress me out. That's like $500 like dead That's right there. The thing. Like I cannot take the pressure. <laughs> That's too much pressure. And then everybody's looking at you like, and if you fuck up and like kill it, like <laughs> People are going to be like, mom, they're going to be judging you. <laughs> nah. What are your favorites? What, like, monsters do you want? Ooh, okay. Well, I'm like you. I love Anisonii. I love them. I just – and I love the wide form Anisonii. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just so prehistoric looking. And I love my Dubaia a bunch. My wish list, though, would probably be, like – well, so right now it's actually, hey, Winnie, don't bark. Sorry, I'm still recording at home. Stay at home, everybody. Um, <laughs> I think it would have to be a Peru right now. And it's just because I had a Peru and it died through like all this like crap pretty much. It was a very traumatizing. So I really want a Peru right now or I really want a Dissecta. Those are like my two top like wishless Monstera plants right now. That'd be cool. The Dissecta is beautiful. Isn't that the one with like the thinner... Yep. like long yeah mm-hmm. that's so pretty they're so funky very like jungle-esque yeah. looking like i think that would be a really cool one to have so that's my wish list and i have i have quite a few monstera i think i have like six type of monstera if i'm not mistaken i don't know but i want more i think <laughs> this is the year of monstera i keep saying this is the year of like this, this everything like- <laughs> monstera orchids <laughs> We're going to tackle it all, baby. <laughs> it's the year of enabling my my addiction. <laughs> well, now that you have more space in your new apartment. Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. Ooh, okay. So there was one thing. So I know you have a Celtipacina. That's how you say it, right? Celtipacina? Celtipacana. Yeah. Celtipacana. I'm sorry. I just got that one. So I saw your post about it, and I was like, because I've been going to Home Depot, more times than I care to admit because <laughs> I ever since I found out that they started carrying those I was like I need to get some and sure enough I went and they had some and it's all because of you nice I yes so yeah happy. they're like mad cheap they're selling them for like five or six dollars and it's like the same size pot that you can buy online it's really crazy yep. Yep. So thank you for that. I'm so excited when I got it. Like I was, I was beside, I was like in the garden center and I was like hella busy (laughs) and I was like, "Ah!" and like, everybody's like, it's 
<laughs> I'm a plant lady. I get excited about plants. Yeah, you got to go a little crazy when you find just the right one. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and that's cool that that one's becoming more commonly found, I guess would be the word, in the market right now because there are some that are more readily available when you go to like a garden center. So it's like, you know, your Deliciosa, your Anansonii, your Soto Pecanas now, but that's all we've ever really seen in the market now. Yeah. But the ones you kind of have to like do a little bit more digging on like online or like really specific sales or like Etsy eBay would be like, again, the Dubaias, um, the Epiprimnoides, the Minima. I can't ever say this one, and I'm so bad about it. It's the Pina, Pina Partita. It's the Pinati Partita. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard Kaylee Ellen say that one. Yeah, um, I think she has said that one before. Yeah, But like really those ones you have to do like a little bit more digging on. You're not going to find that at your like local garden no. center, which I wish there were more Monstera readily available at your just local nursery, plant shop, garden center, what have you. That would be um, cool. They just haven't been that popular because even at Insonia, no. I like aren't on the market as Monstera. Yeah, there is just not a very popular genus. Like Deliciosa is the only one that I think everybody kind of recognizes as a Monstera Deliciosa. And that's just because it's been in landscaping for so long. Like it's totally, it's been a staple for such a long time. But Adansonia is in the market as something different. So it's a Pecana. I don't know about yours. Mine didn't have a name on the tag. It just said house plant or house Mm -mm. decor or something like that. Yeah, mine did too. So, mine yeah, I usually too. have to like find Green Lady Gardens had a lot of Monstera varieties. Mm-hmm. That's where I got my Peru, my Sandaliana. Um, she usually had a few. So you yeah. just have to find boutique sellers or yeah. like local sellers that might have cuttings. You got to really mm-hmm. do your research. Same for variegated yep. ones. Yep. That's where I got my Sandaliana was from. Uh, Brittany, actually. She was having a sale on her Instagram. Oh, nice. So yeah, I got a cutting from her, but that's how I got mine. And I've been trying to get a Stanleyana for like six months now. <laughs> I know you got your tie from Green Lady Gardens too. I did. I've gotten two ties from Green Lady Gardens and they're thriving. I'm looking at it right now. And Yay. They're so cute because it did have like an issue. Like a got... few weeks ago. I feel like you said yes. it wasn't doing that well. That's right. I did mention that. Yeah. So it was not doing well. But I cut all the dead roots off. I cut all the dead leaves off. I put it back in water, put it in LECA, and I think it's fine now. It hasn't shown signs of any more yellowing. It's responding well to the new home. So nice. Pray for this one. If not, I have another one, but like, it's a lot of, of <laughs> backup tie. Money. Like, it's yeah, fine, it's, but like, but I still don't want to lose like, it. Oh my God. <laughs> Shut up. Too accurate. <laughs> so like in your too head. Real. That's too real. That's too fucking right. real. So it does bring us to all of our variegated monsteras, yes. which are also a little more rare, like mm-hmm. the Ara or Albo variegata, which basically just means like yellow or white variegation. Yep. As well as the Borzigiana, which I've always kind of confused for Deliciosa. I feel like it's marketed that way. Mm-hmm. Medicine helped explain it is actually its own Monstera species. Yes. And we can talk more about that too when we talk a little bit more about it later. Um, 
but yeah, you think Boris Gianna and you think like that's just a variegated and it's like, no, it's not. That's yeah. species. And we've all seen obviously like Stanleyanas have amazing albo variegation in it. There's now like this new, like the monster and Estonia's that are variegated now mm-hmm. are like two leaves are selling for like $1,500. It's like selling yeah, for prices really of oblique. Like what? And then like the Peru's now, like those are coming on the market of being variegated it's like what the hell yeah that's crazy i haven't even seen the bruise yet i'll have to go look that one up just saw them like a week ago and i'm like i need one (laughs) they're freaking gorgeous but they're 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 expensive they're very expensive like an nsoni eye so maybe maybe on the wrong (laughs) next stimulus check (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) it's an investment I agree. Um, but yeah, that's like the most popular ones. And we see these all the time, especially like people like on Instagram posting about them. Grace mm-hmm. has an amazing elbow collection. Yeah. Like she has a sick ass collection of elbows. Like she's yep. the elbow lady of Denver. <laughs> yeah. She, she made a post calling herself Jolene Exotic. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that that's is right. everything. <laughs> um she really is like the queen of monstera it's she has a really great picture on her instagram like i'll probably share it in our story just because like it's that good but she's just surrounded by variegated monstera oh my god it's the best picture ever she did Mm -hmm. such a good job so amazing well cool so that's we talked about species let's let's get a little like ranty for a moment (laughs) Yes, Uh, because this is near and dear to mine and Jillian's heart. So we're going to talk about different names and there's so many different types. There's, we have a list of like different ones being labeled different things, but we really want to talk about this part first and just get it out of the way because we need to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to put the nail in the coffin. We're going to like end this weird debate that's apparently happening online that I, like I don't even know why people are defending why are you I, I don't know you know what uh, okay. we just need to lay down some facts all right so yeah. we're going to talk about the split leaf philodendron yes yeah. which yeah. is not a philodendron <laughs> at all <laughs> like <laughs> like at all you guys like there it's not relate. it's not a part of the philodendron genus it's not a species of philodendron mm-hmm. It, there yeah. is no mystery splitly philodendron plant. It's just a marketing name. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's all it is. And it's like confusing because, like you said, philodendron is its own genus. Mm-hmm. So why would you be calling another genus a genus name? Yeah, it's literally like, just marketing. It is, and I think a lot of times people don't or may have not heard of monstera. Right. And so they're like, well, we'll just call it a philodendron so it's more recognizable. People mm-hmm. know philodendron. Um, right. So they'll call it the split leaf philodendron. Okay. If that's the so called common name of this plant, then what's the genus? Monstera deliciosa. Okay, but that's the genus and the species name. Why are you calling it another genus name? And there are people who are like, think it's two separate things. They think yeah. there's. Monstera deliciosa and then split leaf philodendron. Like, I cannot make this bullshit up. <laughs> like, two unique plants. 
and people will post pictures online and say, which one do I have? And people will defend which one they think it is and like you're talking about that one post you're talking about that one post it's just like it's not Jillian was you know, like going on with this girl like Jillian was so respectful she's like no I'm pretty sure that's not a splitly philodendron that is not a thing it's a monster it'll see us and she's like like can you share your research yeah she's like and she's like well you know, I can see why you would think that, but it's, it's not though. <laughs> and, I want, and then I came in and I was like, stop with the bullshit. It's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not up for debate. And it's funny because everybody like posts the same article and there seems to be like an article that's online that basically says, yeah, basically it doesn't say anything definitive. <laughs> so people use no. it, but there is no actual like answer in the article. It's a lot of uh, it's not like super informative and so they're yeah. just not doing the research they need to be doing so we did it for you um yes. they're the same plant and yes. actually if you look at the tags usually it'll say somewhere very small in italics monstera deliciosa because mm-hmm. that's actually the scientific name so it'll have the common name really big somewhere to kind of catch your attention and then somewhere underneath it or on the back of the tag, it'll have like Monstera Deliciosa as the actual name of the plant. Right. Yep. Yep. And a lot of times, like it might not, sorry, some places don't put the name on there either. Like they won't put Monstera no. Deliciosa. So I think it's just important to understand the difference of the genuses. Like they're still both part of the family of Araceae. And, like, that's where it could possibly just get a little confusing because they're both in that family. But, again, it's two different genuses and both very different. Like, philodendrons have, what did we say, like, hundreds of different species. In yeah, yeah, it's pretty big. Monstera only has 50. So it's pretty easy to understand the difference, I feel like, because, like, it's such a mass scale of different species of philodendron. But Monstera is very, very small and is... right very tight knit with the type and easily identifiable versus like a philodendron in my own opinion so yeah they just have really like characteristic leaves like most monstera mm-hmm. really and flowers like they're just very specific to the genus mm-hmm. so yep. i don't know you looking at it like you can kind of it's a monstera deliciosa it's yeah no that's what it yeah. is no more philodendron. No more philodendron. It's not a philodendron. I promise you guys. And like, apparently yeah. some people say philodendron pertusum. Mm-hmm. Is that a real thing? Yeah. The pertusum is like that one that's kind of like has like the splits off the side that is used in landscaping a lot as okay. well. And that one is often sold. Like so like people will sell Monster Deliciosa as like a pertusum. Huh. Okay. Which is a philodendron. Right. If you have like a side by side photo of them, they look nothing alike. <laughs> the, um, the philodendron's more like um, more like a V shape, where Deliciosa is more like a heart shape. Oh yeah. Okay. So like that's how you can kind of tell the difference, and and then the fenestrations are like huge. Yeah, difference. We'll post a picture about it uh, on our stories maybe this week, just to show the difference of all these. Yeah, but yeah, sure. people. But it's also the guy um, just who discovered Monster Deliciosa. He 
named them wrong. So he actually, <laughs> that's another issue as well. So he discovered Monstera Deliciosa as Monstera Deliciosa, discovered it again, and named that discovery the Philodendron Pertusum, <laughs> and then later realized that he named it the wrong thing and was like Whoops. always a f- Monstera Deliciosa. <laughs> because he was like a more mature one versus a juvenile one. So that's where like the issue was. And so nice. he went back and was like, oh, I messed up. But Philodendron Pertusum just kind of stayed around. And then it went to this one that was an actual Philodendron Pertusum that he actually named. So very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like Pothos, you know, where the name yeah. kind of just stuck, but they're not Pothos. Yep. So huh. that is our spiel on split leaf that whole thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there's more there's so many more so let's talk about deliciosa versus um borgiana because we did mention that yeah we did i just learned about this and i kind of like put it off like i didn't take it seriously and then i try to do some research about it and there's not a lot of research and the only thing I was able to find was this one guy and it's like a minute and a half long video and he talks about it and like when he talks about it you're like holy shit like how do not like more people in the plant (laughs) community know about this like seriously it's like pretty shocking we can link it if um if I can find it again yeah but Borgiana is like a subspecies of Deliciosa right Mm. so they're very like similar looking right um with the fenestrations and you know the leaf shape and but if you look at it borgiana it only has like usually two to three splits in it when monstera can have way more in it and deliciosa grows similar to like you know how like your alocasia grows out at Mm -hmm. that point yeah that's how deliciosa grows where borgiana binds trees more yeah Um, more like a syngonium yep and borgianas tend to have smaller leaves usually they'll like if it's an adult it'll be like about a foot across where a monstera deliciosa can be up to two to three feet across wow (laughs) yeah that's a huge huge difference in leaf size when they're more mature and the biggest tell if you really can't tell like if you don't have a mature one you can look on the back of your leaves and you'll see like this little veining almost wrinkle like in your leaves if it has like those wrinkles in the back then it's a deliciosa if it's very smooth and there's no wrinkles then it's a borgiana and interesting borgianas are often sold as deliciosas and again they're very similar on how like you care for them like Again, it's a subspecies of Deliciosa, but it's just important, I think, to understand the difference and what's being sold to you and how to treat that plant. So like if you have a Borgiana, maybe you can have it binding somewhere like on a trellis more where the Deliciosa might be just happier on a pot with like a pole. That way it's just a little bit more sturdy in the pot and just kind of understanding, I think, that difference is just important but like again borgianas are often excuse me are sold as deliciosas so it's just good to know what you have yeah good to know what you're buying too because like deliciosas are fairly sturdy plants they're pretty hardy Mm -hmm. and their variegation tends to be fairly stable whereas Mm -hmm. borgiana is like i've seen people actually heart-shaped leaves posted a video showing her borgiana showing her elbow basically versus her tie and usually you'll see that it's like 
just kind of a weaker plant. It doesn't thrive. It doesn't grow as quickly. You know, it's much slower. The leaves seem a little weaker. The variegation's less stable. Mm -hmm. So like you definitely kind of want to know what you're getting. So you know what kind of challenge you're looking at, you know, and what, what it's going to need. Yep. Yeah. I think that's important to note that Deliciosa variegation is stable mm-hmm. where the Borgiana is, is not. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the mini monster? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. So like mini monster has hit the market like within the last year, right? They like took over. Yeah. They were I want to say what middle of summer last year. Yeah, everybody had mini monsteras and a lot of people online were asking where they could get them. And mm. the funny thing is like they're not and this is ironic is the other way around, but like they're not monsteras. They're yeah. actually raphidophora tetraspermas. So they're part of the raphidophora yeah. genus. And yeah. that means that they have their own growth pattern and their own needs. And they really like took over the market. So I know there was like a lot of debate over people that were like getting genuine plants versus tissue culture, which are still genuine plants or just grown from tissue culture. And um, a lot of people were marketing them as mini monsteras because it sounds really yeah. cute. And yeah. it's a lot harder for people to say raphidophora tetrasperma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, raphidophoras are so different in the way they grow yeah like those are truly vining plants like they want to grow up and like that be it (laughs) yep like that's what they want to do monsteras don't do that like monstera deliciosa like don't want to do that um and i think that's what when they call it the mini monstera that's what they're referring to but also like why would you call it a mini monstera when it's like you're taking a genus and you're just calling it mini? Like, which monstera are you referring to? Is it the Deliciosa? No. Like, you somebody, know what I mean? Yeah, but somebody was literally like, ah, it's an alliteration. It, they both start with M, so so it's going to sell real well. And they called it a mini monstera. <sighs> like, I don't think it, it went past that. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how those conversations look. Like, that flows really well off the tongue. I think it'll sell well. I need to, like, get a job in marketing at one of these plant places. Right? Like, like who's getting paid to come up with these names? I want to come up with names. Who is this guy? Who, where is he? Where, how, I need to write a letter. <laughs> a I'm going to write a letter. letter. <laughs> like, who are these people sitting up in these corporate offices and making up some bullshit names? I, oh, my God. Because it's not the growers. No, no, and it's not the people who patent, like, it's not the people who patent the plant, so the grower no. who came up with it, or discovered it, or whatever it might be. I don't, oh my god. <laughs> well, let's talk about one I, I, I do like. I do like this name, and that's, the common name for a lot of Monstera is Swiss cheese plant. Yep. I do like Swiss cheese plant. I can deal with that one that one's not offensive to me well it's so accurate to the look of the little silly looking leaves yes absolutely so you see that one with a lot of different monstera i think deliciosa and anisonia are the big ones that get referred to this the most and anisonia is again like super popular in 
stores, you can find them in a lot of your local markets. And usually the Anisonii, I think, is more of the Swiss cheese plant because it has more holes in it than most Deliciosa. And 50% of the leaves actually are holes, which is pretty cool. And the, I think for like a lot of people, so like there's different forms of Anisonii. So there's like the wide leaf form. And then there's like the narrow leaf form. And the narrow leaf one is actually a juvenile and that's called the Friedixalii. So hmm. Friedixalii is just a juvenile Anisonii. Oh, cool. So another person who made a mistake, this <laughs> is because the botanist that discovered the species didn't recognize it a second time he saw it and gave it a new name. <laughs> How many plants are these guys going through? You know, like, oh my gosh. Don't understand. So I think, yeah. So it, again, it's the juvenile and the adult one that he saw. Um, so if you see the more narrow leaf ones, that one is technically Friedixalii. It's still an Anisonii, but it is technically species named Friedixalii. Hmm. Whereas the adult one, the bigger leaf one, that one is Anisonii, which is pretty in my opinion. yeah I didn't realize that it's just like that in Sonia wide form then yeah and we see and I think this has kind of stopped in the last year year and a half but kind of before that we saw a lot of Anisonii in stores like and when Anisonii came on the market like everybody freaked out because we all thought it was oblique girl it's never oblique nope <laughs> No, Sorry, guys. <laughs> not. We talked about it a little bit, but like a lot of shops online, like I think certain like big plant retailers, I'm not going to name names, but they were selling Anisonii on their website as Oblica. Oh. For, like, you know, like what you see in your normal shop for, you know, 60, 90 bucks, and they were selling it as Oblica. Which is fine that they weren't like overcharging for it right. at the time, as like and selling it as an oblique at that you know outrageous price. Crazy price. Yeah, but you know then you have people who are buying this and are thinking this is an oblique, and it's like mm. I don't know. I think I think if like your giant plant retailer or nursery or um, garden shop, whatever, I think it's important to try and get as much accurate information on what you're selling uh, because that. Yes, doesn't matter to some people, but it does matter to it does matter to some, and some people do care about what they have because they want to provide the best care for it. Right. I think that's why, like for me at least, like having the true name, the scientific name, is so important because species to species are so different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's why we really stress about you know having. I think as plant people, we just want to know the freaking name. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> we're not like, asking for much yeah I don't think that's asking for a lot don't you agree I feel like a lot of people I see it all the time in the groups and on Instagram people are like what exactly is this and I think it's because people are just so hungry to look up the knowledge and care tips on yeah. it so they can provide it and I think that's what it really comes down to because you can't like we the plant world is so huge it's not like we're gonna know every single plant that comes about but I think from a retailer perspective like sorry I think you have the money to look into it a little bit more well it's kind of interesting too though because even from like a houseplant owner's perspective I, I mean 30 years ago but let's even say like in the 70s when houseplants last had like their big hurrah like you couldn't 
look up plants online. You could only ask people around you and common names are really useful for that. But now we can look up other people's experiences online and it could be other people from all over the world. And if we use the scientific name, we're going to have way more results than if we use the name that's like regionally appropriate to us. So yeah, Yeah. it just feels like if you have the scientific name, you have access to so much more information. I agree. I agree. And you can, yeah, you can, there's so many well-educated people in this hobby, in this field. And that like, if you can provide that exact name for them, like you can ask for advice and like, and people are so willing to help in so many different aspects of the community on how to care for it. So I think that's why people are so hungry for the right name and why there's sometimes a lot of arguments about names of what things are. And we're not here to argue, but again, nail in the coffin. It's not a goddamn split leaf philodendron. (laughs) (laughs) And it's never oblique, y'all. And it's never oblique. (laughs) And if it is, you are in the middle of the jungle in like Central America. (laughs) (laughs) Send us a picture. That's a rare sighting. Let us know. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's like, I have an oblique in the jungle. Here you go. And I'm like, wow, okay. (laughs) I'll eat my words. Cool. Well, I mean, do you have anything else to add about Monstera? I think that was most of it. It's honestly a really cool genus that has a lot of like really unique plants. It's Mm. also a genus that doesn't get nearly enough attention because people don't really recognize it too much. And yeah, so honestly, I don't think the genus has really had like a good thorough like review done of it since like the 70s. I don't think people have like looked through and like classified different different species and subspecies so like it's been a while it could use some some research and attention it'd be cool to learn more about this like weird mysterious genus that only has 50 species yeah and i think as like consumers you know ask like your local nurseries and shops like for more monstera if you love monstera you know ask for it because they they listen to us they listen to what we want and what's in demand and um you know, what would do well. And they, you know, if you ask for it enough, like it's, I think it's similar to like the black ravens, the ZZ ravens, like yeah. everybody was asking local places for them and they were trying to get them and couldn't, but they're, but they do listen though. Um, Mikan's is another great example. You know, um, Nick's kept getting asked to get Mikan's in and uh, they got them in and now they just have them normal, like all the time which is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. They definitely yeah. like want to provide the plants you ask for. So for it'd sure. be cool to see more Monstera in people's homes. Yes. And we're going to be celebrating hashtag Monstera Monday, not just on Monday this week, but all throughout the week. So we'll try and post Woo-hoo. stories every day talking about Monstera and talk about, um, and we'll post like, you know, what we mentioned comparing like the Borsiana versus the Deliciosa. And like, maybe I'll throwing like a couple clips of that guy so you can go yeah. follow us on um our ig it's at two girls one plant podcast and then you can go follow us also on youtube and on facebook and go follow our socials our own personal socials we're pretty lit yeah <laughs> like leave a review on spotify or something like i don't know oh my god that'd be cool Ooh, yeah leave us a review we have i think one review on apple <laughs> Um, so leave us reviews that really helps us you know know like what you guys what you like what you don't like 
yeah we just want to know we're here to talk about whatever you want to talk about like and listen to and what we want to talk about and we love hearing different ideas um and we have more ideas uh Mm -hmm. because girl it is spring hells yeah i'm ready for this season anybody else fucking ready i am ready (laughs) i hope you all are doing some amazing planting this week Yes, absolutely. Well, cool. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy during this time. Again, we're praying for all of our essential workers and people on the front Mm -hmm. lines working in hospitals. We're here for you. We see you. We think about you all the time. Just pay homage and respect to those people and just want to say we really appreciate you still. And there's a lot of conflicting stuff out there right now and people just not supporting those people right now and it's really sad to see so we want to offer our support and love during this time and know that we are in solidarity with you right now so thank you for all you're doing yes absolutely well thanks guys we love you for listening we'll talk to you next week bye bye